Good afternoon, everybody. How Reverend Blake Ruby here in San I just saw the sunset a little while ago. It was a orange ball, an orange ball slowly disappearing beyond the horizon. Isn't the sun amazing? Isn't this an amazing situation we're a part of, you know, a planet revolving around the sun, spinning on its axis, half a day of sunlight, half a day of darkness. It's great. So welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution, where I talk about spirituality, not religion. I was, as a Protestant, Anglican, my parents were English. They were from England, you know, they spoke like this. But I was born in Canada, so I never learned to speak like they did. Have you had your DNA taken? I found that I am... 55% 55% English, Scottish, and Welsh, and 37% Irish, and 8% European Jewish. When I found that out, I was like, yes, I am part Jewish. You know what that means? For those of you that haven't heard me talk about it before, or previous, that if you're Jewish, then you belong to a race of ancestors that came from a superior category of evolution planet in the past. That's why they've been persecuted throughout the years, because people have noticed that they're not necessarily smarter, although that is true, but they are more evolved spiritually. And that's the truth. And of course, in this world where we're competing against each other, Animals compete with each other for food. Can't get away with it. It's in every aspect of our lives. That's okay. This is a very special learning environment. And we all volunteered to come here. We existed before we were... But nothing be nothing before that. And I don't suppose there's anything wrong with that, not being able to remember. And we existed. That's right. Before we were born. This world is not our home. We come from a land, a world. very familiar with Now, those people with limited intelligence, not in a way, because some people are obviously smarter than others, right? You agree? That is more than just a fire in the sky meant to heat our world and provide light to it. It has more properties. The energy from the sun also revolves the planets around it and rotates them on their axes. Did you know that? But even more than that, for us, our system, the reigning spirits of their solar system, which they created in accordance with the universal laws and 
cosmic forces that exist that allow co-creator gods to by speaking the right words. In the beginning was the word. Does that ring a bell? And that is how we create with our words or destroy. It's either one or the other, actually. I think perhaps there is a certain level of neutrality there with using words. But words can destroy and words can create. So the choice is yours. The choice is yours. I mentioned this one. that I would recommend to you to watch that will blow your mind, I guarantee it. It is a video by a woman named Donna Rebado, R-E-B-A-D-O-W. And she is, in my opinion, a very advanced soul, an old soul, if you will, who was with their families at a lake, at a cottage, a timeshare. And they go there a couple of weeks out of the year and they have fun, water skiing, fishing, but also a boat that pulls behind it what they call a lake toy, a lake toy. Made out of rubber, you know, it's like water skiing, but it's pulled behind the the boat and it's a lot of fun they hold on they go around in circles you know they're turning they fall off the boat they're laughing and having a good time they get back on they do it again well this one time they wanted to go out on the lake toy before lunch so they set out and were having fun when all of a sudden her brother-in-law, she was with her sister at the time, the two of them on the lake toy, said, the boat is sinking. Get off the lake toy. And they thought to themselves, well, that's impossible because this is a very special boat, apparently, that couldn't sink. So they threw the tow rope, a cord, which was a kind of rope that was supposed to float when all of a sudden, Donna noticed that it wrapped around her leg. And at that very moment, the boat fired its engine and took off. And her sister said afterwards, she was watching her sister being killed by her husband. She went underneath the water, of course, and strangled her leg, and there was great pain involved with that. So she... And she could see the bubbles of air coming out of her lungs up to the surface. And she said to herself, I need that air. And she said, even with all my degrees, I don't know how to get out of this situation. And then suddenly she knew she was going to die. And at that moment, her body, physical body, and she found herself in what she described as eternity, she said she through a like a saran wrap veil, a very thin veil, and she was in an atmosphere, an environment that was without time. And she was thinking, oh, wow, my consciousness survived. 
physical death. I'm apparently dead. That's pretty cool, you know. And she looked down at her body, her spirit body, and she could see that it was made out of billions of cells. Electrons, I call them. Electrons. And they were all kind of moving about. And it seemed like each one had a life to it. And they were laughing and she was looking down at them and said, what are you guys doing? Isn't that kind of crazy? But that's what she said, and I believe her. And all of a sudden, she heard them saying, her spirit tells, he's coming, he's coming. And she said, who's coming? And she said, you can imagine planet Earth, put up your fist in front of you. And like something was coming up behind your fist, behind planet Earth. And all of a sudden, she realized she was in the presence of the creator of the universe. I'm not talking about the God they mentioned in the Bible, the Father God, but no Mother God. How do you create children without a mother and father? Explain to me that, please. I'd be very interested to know how that happened. She said that the creator of the universe appeared to be, and this is a very evolved person speaking here, like the Aurora Borealis. It's a huge field of electrical energy, but a beam, a beam. She says that it was a beam and the creator of the universe. Well, wavy kind of light like the Aurora Borealis. And it goes like this, telepathically. You are the creator of the universe. And she hears back immediately in her mind. It was like it was downloaded into her mind. I am the creator of the universe. And she said, you know everything. And immediately she heard in her mind, I know everything. So they had a conversation and a little bit further. And she was shown around the universe a, a few things and he called her by her name, which was different than her Earth name. Like there was a certain familiarity there that she didn't remember when she was alive on Earth. And so finally, the Creator said to her, and he called her by her Earth name, So, Donna, what do you like to do right now? And she thought to herself, well, that's pretty cool. You know, the Creator, he's, it's cool. And I say he uh, could, it's not a he or she or, or a myth. It's creative universe. So she said, well, God, since you created me, I'll leave the choice to you. And immediately she realized she'd given away her choice. And now she really didn't have a choice. Afterwards, her friends told her, well, that was your choice. But actually she said, no, it wasn't. I gave away my choice. I left it up to the Creator. And all the while, she'd been thinking where they're going to have this funeral in California or New York and where she was. And she realized she was dead, you know. But all of a sudden, she was being catapulted back to her body. And as she was going down, 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 because she'd come up, she heard this. 
Good answer! She was going down. Now, isn't that a cool answer by the creator of the universe? And then all of a sudden, she found herself in her body, and she thought, what just happened? Here I am. I'm dead. I'm in my body. My lungs are full of water. And at that moment, she said she felt like human hands picking her up, and, and the tow rope came untangled, Later on, she found out that her brother-in-law was driving the boat into the shore to get a new boat, and there was a baby on board. He felt a hand on his shoulder. He looked around, and there wasn't anybody there, but then he saw that he was towing something. It wasn't the lake toy, so he stopped. So anyway, these hands lifted Donna up above the water, and then... Some other hands, or maybe the same hand, slapped her on her back. No one there. She looked. There was no one there. And then gallons of water came out of her lungs, and she was coughing, spluttering, you know. And she saw her sister swimming towards her like superwoman, you know, because she wanted to help her, of course. And so that is what you call, all my friends, a designer death. In other words, the creator of the universe staged her death, this is my opinion, so that she could come back and tell everyone, hey, you should know this, you know. The God of the Bible is not the same as the creator of the universe, or you're not thinking of it in the same terms. We should be focused on the creator, not God this, God that. God did this, Jesus did that, Jesus is God. The creator of the universe is above all that. Now, if you want to stay down in that level of evolution, that's up to you. As a civilization, we need to rise up above religion, which is a money-making business, and is not always concerned with telling the truth, Right? The old church from way back when was more concerned with dominating the people, keeping them under their control for the purposes of power and money. Hold on just a second, please. Okay, I'm back. One of our dogs came in, and I had to close the door behind her. And religion... It is a stepping stone, I believe, for all of us. We need it because it's a step above, a level above not believing at all. Not believing in the creation and the creator. Not believing in a, a higher purpose or higher powers. Because I am the Reverend Blake Ruby. My show is the Church of the Soul's Evolution. I've been talking on my radio show with BBS Radio for going on several years, you know, since 2017. I wouldn't lead you along with this. This is the truth. Please remember it. Are you ready to hear it? We are here on Earth to develop ourselves spiritually. There is no other reason than that. Now, if you think 
about the other things, like freedom and pleasure and procreation and working and making money. But above all that, we need to develop ourselves spiritually. And will religion help us in that regard? To a certain extent, yes, but not to our fullest potential. And there are so many ways that we can develop ourselves spiritually by listening to my radio show, reading my book, The Gray Brain and the Golden Soul and the Amazon Kindle Bookstore for free, by listening to the other radio shows on BBS Radio. There's a whole slew of YouTube videos on YouTube about near-death experiences. I want to take a little another person with their knowledge, telling you what to do, what to believe in, what they experience, and know that most of them are telling the truth. I'll be able to see some people that I don't quite believe. You know, I'm not really interested to hear what they say, but the majority of these near-death experiences are just fascinating. And they've got some really good knowledge to share that you can take with you when you leave this world. They can help increase the lamp of your soul. Because as I've said before, the name of the game, my friends, is to increase your life. The lamp of your soul shines with a certain intensity of light. And your job is to increase that intensity of light. So if you were born with a 60-watt bulb intensity, so to speak, of life, so that your object is to graduate from this existence with a higher intensity of greater mid. That's pretty simple to understand, right? What I talk about in other people sometimes it's all too much to listen to, kind of like taboo, blasphemy, whatever you want to call it. But if it's the truth, it'll do you good. And you might feel a little bit uncomfortable like I do sometimes after my radio show. And you wake up in the morning and you'll be back to the... It's a little more advanced. So it might be uncomfortable at first when you wait. It'll be gone because you'll have worked it out in your dreams. I had this most amazing dream the other night. And in my dream, it was something I'd never experienced before. I saw a spaceship that was revolving around with all kinds of different colors. I've never had a dream that vivid before in color. And I saw it in my dream, and I, and I know this because I know a lot of things. I don't know everything like the creative universe, but I do know that some of these extraterrestrials can actually travel in the dreamland. The dreamland is a specific domain. It's almost like a parallel universe, if you will. And we go there when we sleep and dream because our spirits can come out of our body when we dream and travel. 
and communicate with other spirits and resolve issues that we're experiencing in our daily lives. But these spaceships, by these extraterrestrials, driven by these extraterrestrials, so to speak, driven, are traversing the thought and dream dimension. Anyway, it was so real to me because I looked up into the sky and I saw this spaceship and it's almost like they were communicating with me and then they were going to go fly away and I put up my right hand and I said, no, wait, wait, come back. Please, come back. I want to talk with you or something like that. And they stopped and then they came down a little bit closer. I don't remember what, what much else of what happened in that dream, but I do remember that. You know, people remember some parts of a dream, and that's a good thing, right? Better than remembering nothing, right? And so we live in a universe teeming with life. We are not alone. And the next step in our evolution is to make contact with them. I'm talking about the media, who aren't always concerned with doing the right things. They're more concerned with the war in Israel, other wars around the world, active shooters, and not too many other things that are of positive nature, if you know what I mean. So were to cover the contact of our species with another extraterrestrial species, that would be outstanding. But the reason they're not making contact with us is because we are a violent species. And the majority of us want proof that they exist. In other words, we want them to land in our backyard so we can see them and touch them. Now, how would you feel if you were an advanced species, like, say, maybe... You went to a planet where there was a bunch of gorillas or chimpanzees, and you knew you were more involved than them, and they wanted you to come down with a message with the stone, and some wouldn't believe. You know, they never. They were saying that they didn't believe. You see where I'm going with this? If you don't believe that they exist. It's kind of like faith. You've got to have it first before you see it. Why would they show up when a lot of people don't believe in them? In other words. But if you have logic, if you think logically, and everyone prides himself by their intelligence, right? If you have logic and a logical mind. You know that all this life on Earth, the insects, the reptiles, the birds, the amphibians, the fish in the seas, rivers, and lakes, the mammals, thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of different varieties. If all that happened by accident, logically, like I said, with your logical mind, couldn't that life or maybe different life that we can't comprehend right now exist anywhere in the universe? But if there is a creator of all this life, logically, couldn't that creator 
have the power and the knowledge to create either the same or different life anywhere in the universe? Of course, that is logical. That's irrefutable. And you know they're discovering planets every day. The James Webb Space Telescope and the Kepler Space Telescope. So, we're beginning to... those beautiful stars it's actually a separate solar system but the number of the universe is nine Go beyond in your mind's eye, just think of it, please. Leave our is out there, unhindered by the earth and all the light you would see that every square inch of outer space, 360 degrees around, hundreds of stars. And that's what I can see. The stars scattered here and there, you know, hundreds around. But I'm talking about just a whole blanket, a river of stars out there that goes all the way back to the beginning of the universe, 15 billion years ago, when the universe was created with the Big Bang. And that beginning there before, there was nothing but darkness and silence and the Creator. So why did the Creator create the physical universe? Because the Creator wanted to experience it through a very special being so that the Creator could see and feel, each of the eyes off and feel his, her, I'll say his, her, because the Creator is actually male and female, contrary to what Donna Ribado said. Because we live in a universe of male and female, alpha and omega, the yin, the yang, the positive, the negative. So I mentioned this on previous shows. The creator commanded the four forces of the universe. The first force was the force that created the suns and the planets and the moons. The second force, the animal and plant life. The third force, all the sentient life. And there are hundreds of thousands of different species out there, my friends. But in the intergalactic planetary community, there are approximately, based on what I learned from the book, The Contact Has Begun, 26,000 species. And that might just be the 
in the Milky Way, maybe some other galaxies, I don't know for sure, suffice it to say, there's a lot of different species out there. If you've seen some of them, movies, and I don't like the word Star Wars because space is supposed to be a peaceful domain unless you're a warmonger. You know what I mean? I say that kindly, but some people, they like to pick their weapon up and go and fight and die and kill other people. We don't want space to be like that. And also in Star Trek, you know, some of these extraterrestrials that they create for those movies are actually quite similar, apparently, to the real thing. And then you can let your imagination run wild I mean, there are human beings out there. Many variations, taller, shorter, wider, different color hair, different color skin, different facial characteristics, you know, different types of heads, shapes, sizes. Some that are more like light, ethereal beings. And there are the gray type aliens, you know, variations in height with them too color skin. Then there are animals which have evolved and we're all going through an evolutionary process, you know, so imagine if you will, a lion becoming evolved, able to use their paws like we use our hands. Very intelligent, you know, evolving, evolving, right? Dogs too, standing up on two feet like in Egypt. You know, in the pyramids back there 5,000 years ago, they had drawings on walls in the pyramid of dog-like beings. You know, it's true. There are that apparently are evolving to a point where they too can commandeer spaceships, you know, and they can explore the universe. It's true. Evolution is an amazing thing, my friends going on all the time, even our planet right now. Mother Gaia, have you heard of that before? Is going through an evolutionary process of her own. Right now, it's a category one planet on a scale of one to nine. But the next step for planet Earth would be uh, stage two, category two. That will happen sometime in the future, according to my best estimates. From what I've read, there will be a major cataclysmic situation in our future, hopefully before there's any world war, which is illogical to kill each other because we can't resolve our differences by talking them over and we can't compromise. That shows a lack of intelligence, a lack of intellect, and for a race of people like I've seen all over the world, even people like the Hamas, the Hamas people, who are rapers of women because they can't get their own girlfriends or wives, and baby decapitators, even they, <clears throat> excuse me, can take a drink. Evolving. We're all evolving. And we have one, two, resolve their differences diplomatically. They're not the only ones to blame, obviously. The leadership in Israel is also to blame and talk about, you know, uh, disparity with the amount of people killed 
in Israel compared to what have been killed so far, who have been killed so far in Palestine. 1,400, I think, Israelis, and then there's been some soldiers that have been killed, and over 18,000 Palestinian civilians, innocent, most of them, women and children, some of them. It's really just symbolic of everything we've gone through before in the past in this world and continues, unfortunately, because people can't talk things over. They can't agree to disagree. They can't resolve their differences. Who wants to die? Death is up. Everybody. One way ticket to the spirit realm, you know, where we can meet our creator. Was it predetermined? Maybe not, you know. All the opportunities that you had to stay on this world and develop yourself spiritually more and enjoy life watch the sunset and rise, eat a nice meal, go on a vacation, make love to your wife or your husband, all that gone because it's been snuffed out by some people like the Hamas people who, and I, I apologize, you know, I don't see why we give them respect, call them Hamas, you know, like they're very special. These are rapers of women and, like I said, baby decapitators and people that would rip a baby out of a pregnant woman and cut its head off. Do we give them any kind of respect? That's why I've been calling them Hamas. Maybe I could be maybe more spiritually, so to speak. More spiritual. I take that back. I see I'm going down the wrong road here, so I've got to correct myself quickly. Those people, they're a minority on planet Earth. And us, the majority of people, I've said this before, are decent, family-oriented, loving, kind, generous, good-natured, artistic, musical people. We are the majority. Only the minority of bullies and dictators and tyrants are running roughshod over us because they resort to physical violence, which we don't really have the ability to control at times. And if we did, if we were able to police them up, which is ultimately the solution, ultimately the solution, get those people, put them on an island somewhere in the Pacific, thousands of them, let them stay there the rest of their lives in total isolation and they wouldn't have the option of leaving there and they wouldn't have the option of procreation and they would just live out their lives there in seclusion and leave us majority of people alone you want to resort to your violent ways go ahead and kill yourselves off but just leave us good people alone and there is a place for the hand-ass people and others like them. It's called hell, and it's beneath the surface of the earth. And it's made specifically for people like that, evil, really evil, diabolic people who take people's lives against their will. And when they die, and they will one day die, maybe soon or far into the future, 
if they haven't already been killed. These people I was talking about, he perpetrated those acts on October the 7th over there in Israel. Then they're going to find themselves in the most terrible, and I can't emphasize this enough, most horrible, absolutely ghastly domain, realm, surrounded by demons with no mercy who are going to torture them. And then they'll be put in fire, also the lava beds down there at the center of the earth. That's why the Bible talks about it, the lake of fire, you know, and souls, the gnashing of teeth and the wailing and the screaming, the repenting. And there's not eternal damnation, my friends. Take it from me, the Reverend Blake Ruby, because the mother and father God, co-creator God of our solar system, and the creator of the universe are more forgiving than us, you know. And they wouldn't condemn anybody to an eternity of pain and suffering just because they committed those ultimate sins, you know, because in the big, they went wrong in their lives, how their parents treated them, these hand-ass people, were they subjects of physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse. They didn't receive a lot of love growing up. You know, didn't have a lot of money. Maybe uh, were almost starving, you know, and it's not them. And the idea was for them to go out and kill people. They were told to do it. But if you didn't have any money and you had to provide for yourself and maybe a family, you know, some of these MS people, they. Maybe had a family, and so with no money coming in, that was the only option for them. Well, I think, I can't say I would have taken it in their situation because I think I'd probably actually rather die than do that because I am concerned about my own soul's evolution and how that would take me backward a few steps, you know, and I want to go forward. But I don't want to continue on this subject, so let me change it and start talking about the universe out there and our own evolution, it is so important that we do evolve and do what we need to do, what we can do on a daily basis, because tomorrow is not guaranteed for any of us, right? Well, my friends, it's that time of year, you know, Christmas. I'm going to talk a little bit about Jesus, who was born in Bethlehem. Not feel, you know, being part Jewish, I feel for what's going on over there. And their whole year has been ruined, you know. And Christmas won't be the same this year for them. And it won't be the same for people that wanted to go over there and walk where Jesus used to walk in that area. Tourism probably won't be restored until many years into the future, you know, so that's money lost for them. Feel bad about that. And I really, I'm sorry for them, but in the meantime, 
we're having a good here in the United States, and all I can say is thank you, God. And when I say God, I mean the mother or father God. You know, when they do create, they merge their spirits, and they think in synchronization, and they see according to my research. Because when we get to the spirit realm, my friends, it's going to be different. We're going to be back home. We're going to pop out of this body like it's an old worm. And even though it's a beautiful, marvelous creation, this human body that we're in, you know, a heart that beats independently of our will millions of times during a lifetime, lungs that purify the air, miles and miles of veins that run throughout the body. And don't be frightened. It's good spirituality to think about that. And think about me also. I'm talking about this. How am I going to feel afterwards? I feel like I'm on cloud nine after I have my radio show, I tell you. My wife and I are planning on going and working out on the track after this. It's already dark. So we'll go to the track on Lackland Air Force Base and get our exercise on. But I've been doing this for so long now, I know that I don't mind talking about this. My radio show is a perfect venue for this kind of subject. If I go talking with the people at work or the people at church, they, they don't understand because they're not evolved enough to understand. They are where they're at in their own evolution. We're not all advanced souls here on Earth. We're not all old souls. And some people... Just don't get it. They don't want to. And then there are some people you don't know about them until you get in a conversation. All of a sudden you find out, hey, you know, this person knows a lot. We have a lot of things in common. You know, we share some things in common. And they are smarter than I thought. They are more evolved and spiritually developed than I thought. So don't underestimate your fellow human being, my friends. Because you can learn. We need to learn from each other. Each person has a lifetime of their own experiences. Even, and I thought this my own parents too. My mom and dad passed away back in 1999. They were 81 years old. Dad died on the 28th of July. Mom, 10 days later, on the 7th of August. And they gave me a lot of free latitude to grow up, you know, to figure things out on my own. They were really preoccupied with PTSD because they were World War II babies. Mom went to the bombing of London. Dad was with the British Army at Normandy and Dunkirk. Anyway, so they were really good people, but bitter because... Someone had tried to kill them, you know, in World War II. One went through the bombing of London by the V-1 and V-2 bombs that the Germans used to send over, and Dad, you know, being shot at by German soldiers, bombed. And anyway, so back to Bethlehem about 2,000 years ago. Now, I'm going to tell you something that you might not want to hear. But don't we all want to know the truth? 
the truth about what really happened. And this life is a challenge for all of us. Each day, we are or should be on a quest to know the truth about everything. And the truth about back then is there was a lot of extraterrestrial intervention. And even all the way back to Moses' time, the parting of the Red Sea was done by extraterrestrials. Unless you think it was some fantasy way of doing it, using that rod that he had. Well, that's something for maybe a kindergarten person to grasp and understand. But no, it goes beyond that, a lot more beyond that. All those other miracles, so-called miracles, Moses, and communication with extraterrestrials. And so also, fast forward to a few thousand years later when the baby was born in Bethlehem, the impregnation of Mother Mary by artificial dissemination of these extraterrestrials. Unless, again, you have some explanation of how that was done, you know, uniting the female embryo with the male seed. Some people don't think about the details involved with the actual physical process that needs to happen in a physical world. So that explains it, you know. She wasn't visited by an angel, although angels do exist. She was visited by extraterrestrials from the planet Uba. And the star of Bethlehem was not a heavenly body. Heavenly bodies are constantly in motion. What stopped directly above the manger and stayed there? Logical, right? For those of a logical mind, did you grasp that? And shone down maybe three, four hundred feet up above on the manger that attracted people in the region, shepherds, everyone there. And also what they call a collective hallucination by the extraterrestrials who are very advanced. You have to understand that. Many, many thousands of years superior to our own technology and know all the ins and outs of the spirituality of our souls and the astral beings and how to communicate and conduct a collective hallucination where they're able to trick, if you will, the masses of people with maybe some kind of event in the sky, technology. It's all about technology, far in advance of our own. Some extraterrestrials have been traveling the universe for millions of years, even before the Milky Way galaxy was created. And so that was an extraterrestrial sphere rendered luminous to shine its light down on the baby there. But that baby would later leave the region when he was 12 years old. He was just like us. He was born and crossed that river of oblivion where all memories of his past life. There's a car over in the distance. A very noisy car. You know, noise pollution is a real problem here on Earth, but that's another subject. And all the memories of our past life and universal knowledge are erased. So even with some great knowledge from even the most advanced groups of people back then, the Nagas, for example, or the Rosicrucians who have existed since Egyptian times who know about 
mysticism and the spirits and dreaming and the human aura could not have imparted that knowledge to the baby Jesus so that he could perform all those miracles that he performed. So at age 12 with his brother Yuriki, he left the region and went to China, Burma, and India and wound up in Japan. I mentioned this before in previous shows where he got married and died at a had children and died of a ripe old age of 97 years old. But and it was part B of their plan, actually, in part from the planet Taiwuba in a human body were created by these extraterrestrials, just like the blue bodies that were created in Avatar, and they slipped their spirits inside. Of course, he had to learn the language, and he had to look like the Jesus was who went wound up in Japan, facial characteristics, which they're able to do, it's very simple, I think, with their level of technology back then, so that he looked like he was the mother of Mary, who was alive at the time. But, in fact, he wasn't actually terrestrial. He wound up probably under the cover of darkness in the, on the coast to the Sea of Galilee or the River Jordan, and was baptized by John the Baptist, and thus began his three-year ministry prior to his crucifixion, which had to happen so that he could be resurrected. Now, if you want to think that he died on the cross for our sins, well, you're a believer in Adam and Eve, which a lot of people don't believe in, including me. And I don't want to go into the explanation of why, but I've explained it before on previous shows, so you want to archives, I'm running out of time here, I explain why Adam and Eve is a myth. Didn't really happen. He wants to be came back to life. If he came back to life and continued to live, then how can you say he died for your sins? The fact of the matter is, you can have a direct relationship with your mother and father, the God, the soul, and your spirit, my friend. You don't need an intermediary. And you can also have a direct relationship with the creative universe. All you have to do is pray to the creative universe. Just go outside in your backyard, look up into the evening sky, and say, Creator of the universe, you are so awesome. Please talk to me. Say a prayer to stop war. For us to have peace here on earth. Anybody tired of war and fighting and killing? That's all the news channels show nowadays. War, fighting, killing. The war in Israel, the war in Ukraine, active shooter incidents. But you know what? You don't have to watch them. I understand that. We do because my family likes to watch the news. And occasionally there are positive things, you know, but they embellish a lot of stuff. You think they really believe in extraterrestrials? All those reporters, although they are really cool people and I like them, where are they in their own spiritual journeys? I don't hardly ever hear any words about God, do you? May God bless you. You know, have someone on their show. Thank you for being on my show. May God bless you and keep you and protect you. You never say that. It is as, what's the word? Anyway, so in other words, let me, this way, Secular, that's it. They're as secular as they come, and 
they're not doing their job of developing themselves spiritually. And one day they'll realize that, I guarantee you, when they cross over to the spirit realm, transition to the other side, that they're going to be regretting and have a lot of remorse for not having known better or they should have done something differently. I guarantee it. It's going to be all the time people are crossing over to the other side and there's so much regret and remorse for not having known better. But I'm telling you right now, my friends, you can change things around in your own life. Keep listening to my radio show, read my book, listen to other BBS radio shows, watch Channel 22 TBN, that's here in San Antonio, it's 22 TBN, the Trinity Broadcasting Network. They're always talking about God, that's good stuff. Watch all those YouTube videos on near-death experiences, extraterrestrials, Dr. Stephen Greer, the founder of the Disclosure Project. They're out there. They made contact with Earth before. Roswell actually happened. They recovered some alien bodies. The proof is there, my friends, if you're looking for it. If you're not looking for it, then no proof is going to satisfy you. You get what I mean? I'm going to take a drink. If you look for it, you'll find it. I've got one minute left. So here's a prayer. Creator of the universe, you are awesome. You created everything. You know everything. You're omnipotent, omniscient. We love you, and you know you love us. We know you love us. You know the number of hairs we have in our head. You know the number of grains of every sand on every beach on earth. You are so totally amazing. Help us, please, to... Continue in our evolution. Make that next step. To stop war and live in peace. No one wants to die, truly. This is a great opportunity. Each day is a gift, and it's a blessing. Thank you. A thousand thank yous. We love you. Amen. Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you next week.